Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMiniman. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are discussing the topic of leadership's view of project management. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you today? I am doing fine on this uh, lovely Monday. Yes, Monday. Should we explain why we're Monday? <laughs> uh, do we want? Do we want to rag on our <laughs> software? <laughs> no, the software you know, folks. Up. We, yeah, folks. We are trying to get into a rhythm on these podcasts, but uh, since we're such low low budget guys, <laughs> we. Uh, you know, we try to do things as in, inexpensive as possible, and sometimes that kind of bites you. That's one of my favorite yeah. F words. Yeah. Frugal. <laughs> Which one? Fru- frugal. I scared you, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did scare me. <laughs> they don't know about the conversation we had before we started. <laughs> no. For another time. So, um, so we actually have done this podcast once, and we're going to do it again. So, um, you would think that would make it better, wouldn't you? But don't count you on it. Think, but, yeah, don't count on it at all. Um, we're going to talk about leadership's view of project management. So, um, now, project management. Hang on one second, well, because ahead. I think, at okay. least in my ears, you kind of guitar out of that. So, uh, leadership's view of project management is what we're talking about here. Yes, okay. sorry about that. And we do have a little, still a little bit of a uh, internet sluggishness at times. So, hopefully, we we don't what we call guitar out of it too, too often. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, so yeah, we're going to talk about project management, but we're kind of focused on leadership's view of it. But uh, um, you know, project management along with a couple other roles are, are roles that uh, you know, I'm going to kind of take off my leadership hat here and play a little bit devil's advocate of, do you really need a project manager? And, and it, I see it, Sean's Sean's face just you know just grinning up here you know he's just like I can't believe you're saying this, but project management to me is one of those areas that I often think in the back of my head, if things are going great and everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing, do you really need a project manager? Now, of course, we all know that what I just spoke of is called nirvana, and do you? <laughs> You know, can you really get there? But anyways, well, a couple, I mean, so yeah, a couple things. And, and yeah, I'm jumping, jumping in here, like, you know, my heart's racing when you say stuff like that, even though I knew, <laughs> you know, I know you were going to play devil's advocate, but, uh, you know, why do you need a project manager? Yes, you need a project manager. One of the reasons is your company doesn't work on one project at a time. So you, it's, it's yeah. a matter of scale when you've got whatever, 10, 15, so many engineers and, and, working on so many projects, 20, 30, 40 projects. You need somebody to manage all those projects. That's one side. That's kind of like the internal view. And then the external view is, who do you have involved? But customers. So when you have a customer involved, they get to make changes. They get to ask a lot of questions. They get to do a lot of things that a customer gets to do because they're paying for it. And who do you filter that through? You have to filter that through one knowledgeable individual that can that can wrangle... <laughs> you know, the company side, your own company side of information and pass that through to the customer and make, make sure that the customer understands it and the customer is satisfied with what he or she is getting based on what they were paying. So right there, it's a, uh, 
it's a big, it's, I mean, coordinator isn't, isn't a big enough term for it. I mean, it, it's not, but that's what they do. A lot of coordination. So you're saying you've got to have somebody that is, that is queuing up or, or engaged in all aspects of the business so that you're not relying on each person in their own areas to coordinate all of that with the customer or internally right. or with each department. Um, when you, know, when and, you were and, a kid, you played telephone and, and the, and the uh, information started at one end of the room and then they tried to get to the other end of the room. Is it ever, is it ever the same bit of information when you have so many ears and mouths to go through? No. That's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't believe in that thing. I think that every time we played that stupid game, um, somebody just intentionally just screwed up. Just to, oh, when you got older uh, and figured it out, yeah, you did, of course. <laughs> and you twisted it. But but you know, and I kind of classify you know not to go off the rails too deep here, but you know this is also the same thing I always hear about. Uh, quality assurance or quality managers or, you know, something like that. Do, you know, do we really need those people if, you know, we were running like clockwork and, you know, should they be, should they have the mentality of they're working themselves out of a position if everything is going well, things like that. You know, so I, I have this tendency to lump those two roles kind of together a little bit because in my mind, you know, all those things you just listed that a project manager is supposed to do, why isn't the sales manager doing or the engineering manager or the procurement manager or the production manager, you know, all those people taking care of what they're supposed to be taking care of and working together as a team to make sure all of that happens. Well, the thing is each department has, has a function, right? Each department has a function and the, and, and the engineering department or the sales department, they, they work up the sale, and then they move on to the next sale. Engineering works up drawings, and then they move on to the next set of drawings. The, the interpretation of what is being created based on what the contract is written on has to be, has to be wrapped by the project manager and handed off to the customer, um, both in material goods as well as in documentation, um, Expediting, maintaining the schedule, things, things seem to slip if allowed. Okay. So you need a project manager so that you can have either people in your own company or subcontractors, people outside meeting the commitments that they are supposed to meet in order for you to make sure that your customer gets the product that they, that they asked for. So it's almost not, uh, the fact that, uh, you're worried about the departmental responsibilities, but it's almost like you're paying the project manager is paying attention to the empty spaces between, let's say, sales and engineering and engineering and procurement and procurement and production and production and the customer. It's, it's almost like they're the ones paying attention while they might be, uh, you know, checking on a department activity such as have you issued drawings? They're probably more interested in has the drawings moved on? Have they moved on correctly? Mm -hmm. You know, are they at the next stage? And conveying that information to the customer and to leadership to make sure that everybody knows that, uh, you know, that you're clear in what's going on. Right. Well, the project manager has three responsibilities, right? Scope, schedule, and cost. And, and yeah. from a leadership perspective, that's what I want the project manager to tell me 
that they are on track. The scope is the same scope or the scope changed. And if the scope changed, then we got more money or we got, we, we gave back money because they, they cut some scope out. And then I would have the question, okay, well, why did the scope, why is the scope less? You know, that you can always, from a leadership standpoint and a reporting and status update standpoint, just stick to those three, those three categories. And that'll tell you everything about, to me, that, that should tell you everything about the project. I mean, the, the little stuff in between about emails, whatever, I don't care. Is it on schedule? Are we along the cost timeline that we're supposed to be along? So that means we're making the margin we're supposed to be making. Okay. And the customer's going to get it on time. That means the customer's going to be happy. So if the project is not on time or on budget, the expectation from the project manager is that they have a plan to take care of that. That's right. And they have to be given the authority to make sure that they understand what they can do in order to, to get back on plan. Okay. So, so you don't want a project manager to come into a leadership meeting and just say, Oh, this is off schedule or, Oh, this is going way over budget and thumbs up and walk out of the room. (laughs) If they do that to me, they're they're Okay. Now they're useless. Yes. Now they are useless. Okay. 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 So a project manager, if say a subcontractor or a supplier did not deliver on time. Mm -hmm. Okay. My first question is, okay, what are you going to do to recoup the schedule? And then, and then the next, the, the, um, root cause analysis, root cause analysis phase is, okay, how did this, how did that supplier get off schedule? Okay. Right. What, what can we do the next time through or before the next time that supplier or any other supplier needs to deliver us something? What can be done and get the, get the supply chain people involved? What can be done to prevent a delay like that again? So that, the, so that either later on in this project or the next project, does not suffer the same fate. Right. Because it's going to cost so, you, typically it costs you to get back on schedule. So the project manager has got to make sure that he's, he's very solution oriented. Uh, not only is he reporting and delivering out, but really his main goal is to solve problems because in my mind, you're not going to have a project manager on everything. You know, we, we typically talk, uh, amongst you and I, about manufacturing type topics, you know, light manufacturing, heavy manufacturing, some continuous flow manufacturing. Not all of that needs a project manager. Would you agree with yes, that? Yes, I would agree with that. Okay. So you, so your project managers really have to be um, kind of pointed. You need to point them in the direction that makes sense for them to focus in your environment. So you don't want to have, a pro- okay, so I'm, I'm coming up a level here. So if I say, okay, I agree with you, Sean, I've still got that devil's advocate hat on. I agree with you, Sean, but I don't want to just run out and hire some project managers and have a project manager for every job I say. No, of course not. Okay, so I think that you've got to make sure that, um, you know, one, you, you've got a requirement and a need for project manager. Let me add a, add a question slash caveat here. Would you consider a project manager and a product manager really kind of the same nope. thing? Really? A product manager is more on the sales side. A product manager, sales, marketing, business development, that's that's what a product manager does. Where a project huh. manager takes an existing order, an order that comes in, and makes sure that the execution of that of that sales order 
is fulfilled to the best of the company's ability. So I always thought that the only difference between the two was that the project manager was more general in nature, whereas a product manager can be focused on a specific product line to manage. From my experience, you know, this doesn't, you know, cross all industries. From my experience, when, when somebody is a product manager, yes, it's, it's, usually on it's, it's, well, it's, it's how that product is, is, is built, generated, um, marketed. It's not, it's not in delivering that specific product to, to a customer. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's providing the tool for the salespeople and the projects then to use gotcha. you know, in a, pro- in a okay. product. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that, my experience. That's, uh, that's my, that's my takeaway nugget for today then. Because <laughs> right, I, I was going to use that title. I might have to rethink that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. See, project managers uh, and, and, the, and the Project Management Institute provide to me, and let me, let, me, let me say this and then I'll explain, I think a very good program to get your PMP so to become a, a project management professional, I will say. Which, quite honestly, I think that everybody should have their PMP. Right. But the thing is, a PMP, it's real interesting, at least back when I was going through it, um, although I never did take the test, full disclosure. Yeah. Went through the classes and everything, yeah. and for some dumb reason, I didn't take the test. It wasn't you, very... You and I are in the same boat there. It wasn't very applicable. Like, you had to remember right. stuff that, that, that the Project Management Institute wanted you to know, but... It didn't apply when I was in telecom. It doesn't apply now when I'm in manufacturing. Right. So, so I think it's kind of like being an engineer. Being an engineer is great. I love being an engineer. I love that I had to go through all that school. But, but it's not a matter of you know everything about engineering, mechanical engineering or chemical engineering, whatever you are, but you know how to find out. You know how to study. You know how to get the information. And that's what that's right. what the skill is. The same same as as a, a project management institute or a P, if you get your PMP, you know what is expected of you, and you know how to deliver the results that management leadership is looking for. Gotcha. If you're worth your salt. Sure. So, from a project manager standpoint, so so typically you're going to put a project manager on. You know, your larger projects, your more complicated projects, you're usually not going to put somebody like that on your continuous flow projects, your standard projects, things like that. Because if they're truly standard and they're truly continuous flow, well, then again, I'm going to fall back and go, do you really need a project manager? Well, then are they really stuff? a project? Because the project, a project definition is a defined beginning and a defined end. So a project, right. a project has those boundaries on it. So. Right. You know, be careful, of course, what you're calling, you know, a project if it's continuous flow. Now, you can have a, a process improvement project where there is a beginning and an end, and maybe you have somebody sure. in charge of that, and you call them the project manager. I, I'm, I'm pretty parochial when it comes to a project manager and driving the three legs of that stool, scope, schedule, and cost. You know, I just, yeah. I, that's, you'll, you'll hear me if you're in my presence during any of these types of conversations at work. That's what I want to know about. That's what they need to govern. Yeah, and and you you bring up a good point. Uh, you know, a project manager can not only uh, be involved in product related activities, but like you just said, process related mm-hmm. activities. So sometimes you might have a very large continuous improvement project that needs somebody to run that project, such as a you know an ERP implementation yeah. or that would be a project, you know. Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, that would be a project, you know, so you, you really need to have somebody with those skills that could make sure that that project doesn't go awry and that people are engaged in working on the project and that schedules are kept and timelines are maintained mm -hmm. and, you know, all those same key aspects that you would have on a uh, product style project management. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about um, leadership's view of all this and I started this conversation off by uh, playing a little bit devil's advocate and saying, why would you want one of those in your environment? Are they really worth their weight in salt? So let me, let me put my leadership hat back on. I do uh, agree that project management has a very uh, important role to play in the business environment. So uh, for those of you that are sitting out there going, what is he thinking? And let's, and let's address this. And, and I think leadership should acknowledge that they've got a difficult role in that it's a matrix setup. It, 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 they are, whether you have a matrix organization or not, they are in a matrix role where they typically yeah, have, they have, have to be influencers. They, they are influencers. They, they don't have any direct reports, but they have to get everybody in line in order to meet the criteria of the project. So, so that, that's a tough, it's a tough role and, and, and leadership, leadership and department heads have to understand that and have to support, you know, not only, not only their department's KPIs, but the KPIs of a project, which then feed into the KPIs of the company. Cause I mean, typically that's what you're doing are projects. So let's talk, let's touch on that for a second. So how does somebody in their eyes, uh, support two masters? You know, you, you've got one person that requires your daily uh, needs for functions that are to be done, but yet you might have a project manager walking over to you and say, Hey, I need to redirect you and put you on this over here. What, what in the dynamics should be happening to make sure that that whole process works correctly? And by not, let me throw a caveat in there, by not adding cycle time to getting things done because if you tell oh, me okay oh that person should be going over to their manager and they should work through it and then the manager should go to the employee and work through it that concerns me a little bit because you know, all right, all right. are you i'm jumping sorry, I'm sorry. So you know where i'm going you know where i'm going with this right i do and and i'm trying to think of a good of a good descriptor but the the uh the right fluid that this flows in uh -huh. is communication. Communi okay. Having a good communication protocol and a good communication path between, between other project managers that might be using one resource and the, the department head of that resource. So the department head of that resource must know what projects are being run through that one resource. And, and has to okay. then be, it has to be included, has to be included, not in series, but in parallel with a deviation from the existing schedule and existing plan. That's why, that's why, and I, my brain lives in Nirvana. If, if you've got two weeks to get so many drawings done, that can be done in two days, but you've got, you've got seven projects, right? So you got 14 days to do seven projects, two days each, throw an extra day in there, say 15 days just for, a little fluff. Okay. The, the, the leadership of the department must know that that's the case. The other project managers must know that that's the case, that they know that they, each project manager knows that they've only got two days of drawings, but it's going to take, but it's going to take 15 days 
or somewhere in those 15 days, it will be done. Um, the, and, and when that is, has to be communicated, has to be communicated uh, properly to everybody involved. Then if, if something changes where, where another project manager or the VP or whatever comes in and says, hey, I need this person to go do this for me. Okay, well, now you've got to replan. Do you bring in other resources? Does somebody work overtime? It, and and does, does, it, does it affect cycle costs? Yes, it affects at least one of the three categories that a project manager has to, has to deal with. Scope, schedule, or cost. They, they can't all change at the same time, or, or one can't change without adversely affecting the other. Right. So, so yeah, cycle time, if, if that person had their plate full and they were doing what they were supposed to be doing according to the schedule everybody agreed to, now something else, some other scope got lo- loaded in there, well, it's either going to cost you in overtime or it's going to cost you in, t- in clock time. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Devil's Go ahead, here again. go ahead, because <laughs> it fit. It feels, it feels not very lean. What do you mean? Oh, oh, okay, then hire more people. Hire if you have if you have if you have uh, seven projects, hire seven engineers and do one project at a time. That's not lean either. That's you're right. That's not right. lean either. So, so but, but the thing why, is, hold on. But why isn't the why isn't the why isn't the engineering manager? doing what you just said that the project manager is doing is it only due to the fact that the project manager not only has his information but he has everybody else's piece of the information is that the only difference well yeah but the, uh, yeah well it's one of the differences but okay so if you've got one engineering manager say five yeah. engineers yeah working on 10 projects each you want 50 customers coming to that one engineering manager to to guide all the information back and forth and anyway a customer a customer isn't buying an engineer isn't buying buying an engineering solution typically they're buying a product right. so so the only re- go back to the value added go back to the value added a customer doesn't care if you have any engineers at all they want the product and they only want to you right. want to pay for the product produced, they don't care if they, they don't care if you have a project manager. They don't care if you have a project engineer. They don't care if you have a quality system. That's so right. None of that can be value added, unless all of that uh, is is most of the time considered non value yeah, added. That's unless correct. you're developing in engineering a solution for the customer. That's right. correct. That would be that would be the main right. reason. Yes, so, I would agree with so, you. So so it's a matter of it's a matter of of information flow and and overload. You can't you can't manage so many different pieces of of the overall puzzle through one person you have to have a you have to have somebody focused on a project and all aspects of the project rather than rather than all the people focused on the different aspects for multiple projects so i think one of the reasons why you know maybe maybe i'm having a more difficult time of grasping this is because the scale. So I'm currently at a level in which a project manager doesn't quite make sense just due to scale because I'm sitting here thinking in my head because I think you nailed it, the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is um, the fact that an, the eng- the project or the engineering manager can't manage the number of projects that it would take for him to manage. But in my head, I'm sitting here going, well, for us, that's like four big projects right now. Yeah, he can. So maybe that's why in my head I'm actually saying, oh, yeah, really he is the project manager right now because 
just due to scale and quantity. And so if we were doing, like you said, uh, you know, 10 projects with five engineers and each engineer had 10 projects, you're right. From a scale standpoint, that would make no sense whatsoever to have that engineering manager filtered towards all of that towards him. And then he try to communicate that because it just wouldn't work. It would be too much. So I think there's a scaling issue here. And I just, I finished a book and, and this is why I'm using the word scale. What I haven't finished it. Actually, I take that back. I'm about halfway through it and it's called scale up. And it talks about the lines in which certain things have to happen as a company grows, mm. as it's a, as it's a, three person company and then a 10 person company and then a 50 person company and a, you know, a thousand person company there. It talks about all the different aspects of in which the company has to start uh, dealing with things at different ways along that whole scaling process. And I think this is what's what the light bulb that's going off in my head is that this is one of them. And I'm currently in, in that space where a project manager doesn't quite make sense to me yet because it seems redundant just due to the where I'm at in the scale. But if we were maybe twice the size or twice the revenue or twice the projects, maybe a project manager would make more sense. Or if we had more larger type projects and we needed that dedication, a project manager would make sense. All right, I, I hear you, and that's, that's a good observation. The, the other thing too that I want to, I want to, and, and I'll throw a shout out to all you know, good project managers is a good <laughs> project manager. To me, call me, I'll hire you because uh, worth their weight. So you're gonna, you're just gonna start getting calls of people going, "Hey, I'm a good project yeah. manager. You ain't giving me a job." Worth their weight <laughs> in gold for multiple reasons. Who's who's if you don't have a traffic department, and now you're talking about scaling up. If you don't have a traffic department, who's who is uh, organizing the shipping? See, we don't have a traffic department. Right, so who's organizing the shipping? Back to your engineering manager? No, no, no. nobody. <laughs> no, we have a warehouse UPS. guy. Yes, okay, so you have a warehouse guy. So, so you uh -huh. have that. Who's who's managing? You know, the, the everyday legal stuff. You know, the the terms. Who's managing? All the different uh, terms terms concern me. <laughs> yeah, all the different our sales guys. Well, that, that oh, yeah, okay. Now, I, I, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, coming from sales, yeah. Poof. And I, and I'm a lawyer <laughs> wannabe, so I, I I feel like I got a shout out to to Jim Von Kennel who taught me about terms and conditions back in the Foster Wheeler days. Anyway, how funny. Yeah. So uh, you know, a project manager, and then and then. If, if the project goes well, this is where a buddy of mine, when I was in engineering school and I was going into the power area of engineering, he goes, wow, the best you can do is if that boiler and that turbine and everything works, the best you can do is when somebody walks in their house and they flip the switch, the light goes on. Big whoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, and you know what? It's true, but I, it's I true. like it. Hey, you, got a, you have a good project manager? And and the best you can do is if you sell that you, that product goes and the customer turns it on and it works, all is good. If it doesn't work, then that project manager better be ready to figure out why it didn't work back on our end if it was our problem. Right. And now and now you're paying as a company, you're paying for say you had a poor project manager and the project didn't go well, it was late, scope didn't show up, the scope was broken or something like that, and. Uh, yeah, it could be the warehouse guy's fault. It could be the engineer's fault that he did the wrong drawings or whatever. And if that was never checked because you didn't have a good project manager on it and it goes to the customer, 
now your your time and, and quality, your good name in the industry, all shot. Well, and you and I are both in industries that are pretty technical. Mm-hmm. So your chances of something going awry is relatively high. I know for us it is. I'm pretty sure it is for you too. I know what you all build. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, your chances of, of some detail, because uh, in both of our cases, there's a lot of details. And of course the old saying, that's where the devil oh, lives yeah. is down in those, down in those details. So if you're not paying attention to all those little nuances, you're going to get bit all along the way. So uh, I think that is another area where a project manager, uh, you know, can lend, lend their value. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I and, think um, very, very important, especially larger projects. And, and I, I'm, I'm even saying that, that you should have, if you have a lot of smaller projects that are kind of standard, I, yeah. I would say that there is a time where you should evaluate now, whatever title you want to put on this person as a project coordinator, just somebody, just somebody to look after it. Okay. So for our example, we, we, we send our equipment out. The customer coordinates then when they're going to start it up. Who's supposed to take that call? Who's supposed to take that call? Hey, right. come and start up. Oh, don't come next week when I ask you to. Come the following week because we're shut down or we had a snowstorm. Who takes those calls, reroutes the people that were supposed to go there to do a startup? If something, if something has to be replaced, say there's maintenance or something like that, who manages, who manages getting replacement parts right. you know, for that customer? You, you could have an aftermarket person. Okay, and then, then the word has to get back to the aftermarket person, and, and sure, that person's got to find it, package it up, and send it off. But they're not doing it by themselves. They have to be directed. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good point. You know, I'm going to have to do some research now between the difference between a project manager, product, project coordinator, and a product manager. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just for my own, you know, benefit as to you know, when we do scale or when we do get to that point where, you know, we're in that st- that type of need, you know, I want to make sure that we do it correctly. So, um, what else do we need to touch on as far as project managers or leadership's view of project management? Is there any, any uh, well, other things that we need to reiterate? I would, I would say that leadership has to understand the, the role that they play and, and support a project manager so that the project manager supports you. I mean, yeah, because you really don't want to put a project manager in a no-win situation. I can see where in some organizations a project manager could be put in a situation where they're just not going to win no matter how well they right. do. Right. So, for example, if 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 leadership if leadership sets KPIs for the different departments as as you know, say um, on time on time delivery. So, engineers mm-hmm. got to get drawings out on time. Uh, sales has to turn an order around in three days. Okay. And that means on time. So in three days, if, ma- if leadership does not realize what it takes, or if, if there's a project that has, or, you know, sales order that has, um, some complications, things like that. If they're, if they're coming up to their three day mark on when they're supposed to be done and they're being measured on it and, and potentially compensated on being on time, are you driving poor quality? Are you driving? So you, you get what you measure, right? So if you're measuring, mm-hmm. and I'll pick on sales. I won't pick on engineering. I'll pick on sales. So if, if, if and in some cases, a, a, an order for a product will come in, and then specifications will come in after the order. 
So a company, right. and, and I've lived this, where, where the company accepted a purchase order based on specifications that were not supplied to the salesperson. They came in afterwards. Okay? If the salesperson knows that, that new specifications are coming in, that person should not have accepted that purchase order. But if it's accepting the purchase order and getting it kicked off to engineering um, within three or four, whatever the proper, you know, whatever the time is that was set by management and they're being compensated on that, you know what? I think you're driving the, the um, efforts to push that through. Okay, well, if they, if they come in afterwards, you know, maybe they won't be a big deal. Maybe there won't be much of a change. And, and unfortunately, these things come from experience. And, and there has been a time where, where we took an order at some company that I was at, uh, based on based on Rev D of the specifications, but the the Rev C specifications came along with the order, and that's what was designed initially. Yep, and and that happens quite a yeah, bit. And if if you don't have somebody bird dogging that, it's going to bite. But you. there, I'm going back to the onus is on the person at the scene of the crime, the salesperson. At that point, should have said, oh, hold on a second. This is not going to get kicked off. Because, of course, what's the salesperson hearing? The salesperson's hearing from the customer. I need this done in four months. I need this done in four months. You, if you, you said if you take the order now, you will get it to me in four months. Yes, if I, get the, if, if I can take the order now, I will have it to you in four months. Okay? But, but, but you didn't tell me that half of it was changed. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and customers, the, in the world that we live in, customers will do that. The customers will they'll make changes halfway through and then tell you, well, you don't get any extra oh, money. Yeah. Extra money. Yeah. See, and that's where, that's, it, and that's where, you, the project that's where you've got to stand up and make sure that uh, your project manager or whoever's in charge is, is being a good watchdog. To and you've been clear all along. Take care. See, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you've been clear all along. If, if you say that you accept a purchase order based on some level of specification, some level of information, reiterate that to the customer. Make sure that it's in writing so that so that everybody is clear. I've accepted this order based on Rev C because I have Rev C of the specification and I'm good with it. Or I've made my comments to it. If 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 or they say, oh, no, 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 no. Rev D Rev shows D's up in the mail, it counts. <laughs> Wait, say again. You girled out on me. Well, I was just going to say they're they're on the other end of the phone saying no, 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 D is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I think uh, I think we've kind of beat this one up here a little bit, um, and I normally don't play devil's advocate this much, but uh, <laughs> this one it made for good good discussion on this one. So, um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, other than yeah, the horns looking out of your head look good. <laughs> okay uh mr devil's advocate. okay okay well we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and end it right here and uh we will try and get back with everybody again next week uh you know hopefully we'll keep working on our on our podcast recording issues that we seem to have hopefully this one will come out okay so uh we will chat with everybody and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page.
Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.